him, Lord. And so I pray that all the words that I speak and all the meditations of all of our hearts may now and forever be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning, uh, everyone. We have reached July. Uh, hurrah. And I'm sure, like me, many of you are looking forward to warm, long, warm, sunny days uh, in these weeks uh, ahead. And maybe like me as well, you're praying that those two weeks of warm, sunny days we had last month weren't actually our summer. And if you have any children, any responsibility for children in your life uh, this summer, uh, maybe you are even praying that during these school holidays that the kids do not start complaining too soon that they are bored. Send them to a good summer scheme is what I say. Uh, find one that lasts for several weeks. Whether you are getting away for a good break over the next uh, few weeks or not, summer I think is a time for all of us to take a step back and to just hit that reset button uh, in our lives, to step back from the hustle and the bustle of everyday life. And I think it's really important uh, that we do that, that we take those opportunities to pause uh, and to step back from routine, because we live in a society that means that we are surrounded by technology, by smartphones, by apps, by ultra-high-speed internet, and the many modern conveniences that somehow claim to make our lives faster and easier. And yet, they have only left us, I think, with higher expectations and busier lives. We live in a culture where, if we are not careful, that voice in our heads can put pressure on us somehow to try and prove our own worth and to tell us that we need to keep moving at treadmill pace, that we need to strive to be perfect, that we cannot accommodate any possibility of mistakes or failure, and that we must always want to try and control every aspect of our lives. And we live in a world where there is so much rapid change happening around us. And that rapid change is accompanied by so much confusion, some of which we've spoken about in recent weeks. And there are so many questions about what is going on. And I think so much of the modern world was epitomized by those events that we saw Saturday week ago whereby this breakaway army in Russia marched on Moscow, seemingly intent and about to overturn Putin and his regime and take control of Russia's nuclear arsenal with all of the deadly potential that that would have had, only for the troops to perform a U-turn, quite literally, as they reached the suburbs. Whether it is on a global scale, whether it is in the events that go on around us locally, or whether it is in our own lives, 
we will not always understand the story that is being written around us. And more than that, we will not always understand our part in that story. In these circumstances, sometimes the temptation is to busy ourselves in trying to understand and trying to get ahead of the events going on around us, somehow trying to convince ourselves that we might therefore own some degree of control over them. But if and when we do that, what we find more often than not is that there is a cost to be paid. It can be obsessions, the slavishly following the news that so many people do these days because there's so much change going on uh, around us. It might be excessive worry or anxiety. It can be relationship breakdowns. It can be lack of sleep. It can be health repercussions. But more than all of that, it can be spiritual repercussions too. Because if our response to what Psalm 46 calls the chaos around us is to make ourselves busy, consuming even more knowledge, building our own defenses, striving for control, making even more money, then the danger in all of that is that there will be no space because we will block out all space for God to do works of wonder and works of breakthrough in our lives and in the lives of those around us. The background to today's reading is God's deliverance of Jerusalem from the Assyrians in the time of King Hezekiah. But the psalm is all about the difference that it makes when we trust God and all the changes and confusion and difficulties of life. It focuses on the Lord and on the fact that chaos might take us by surprise, but it absolutely does not take him by surprise. And it focuses on how he chooses and how he often uses chaos to exert that holy power that only he has to bring peace and confidence to those who trust in him. But we have to let him. We have to let him in in those moments. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble, so we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. I think it's so important how this psalm begins. That first verse contains such an encouragement to us in these days. It's amazing, I think, that line that says that God is always ready to help in times of trouble. He is utterly reliable. He hears our pleas for help. He sees it when all around us seems to be falling apart. And in the midst of all of that, he is our refuge. That is to say, he is our shelter. He is our place of safety. You'll notice that the psalm does not say 
God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble, so we will be spared earthquakes and mountains crumbling into the sea. Doesn't say that. Says this God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble, so we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. When you go through moments or seasons when everything seems to be going wrong, God says to you in this psalm and throughout His Holy Word, do not despair. Do not think it must be because I'm somehow not a good enough Christian that these things happen to me. And do not fall for that lie that God has somehow given up on you or somehow forgotten about you when life seems chaotic. Far from it. God's Word tells us that He shelters us so that we can go back renewed in His strength to face the challenges of life. And He will sometimes bring us into the storms in the first place so that we have an opportunity to renew our trust in Him, to depend on the only resource, on the resources that only He can give through His Holy Spirit, and to allow our faith to grow. So I think it's so important uh, in these moments that we don't turn to God with a whole list of things that we think will make a difference to our situations. Because you'll notice in this psalm that the great breakthrough comes when the Lord says in the midst of the chaos, be still and know that I am God. Be still. This is the opposite of what our culture and what our world will teach us in terms of how we should react in these moments when we are surrounded by challenge. Fight back, strive harder, plot revenge. God says no, be still. Stop being so hands-on. Stop trying to manage every aspect of your life. Stop presuming that you have the solution. Stop the dash into this immediate action when you're, when you're confronted with difficulty. There will absolutely usually time a, come a time when God will say, now is the time to act. Now hear me and obey. But in the first instance, he says, be still. Be still. Trust that He is in charge. Trust that He has seen your plight. Trust that none of this has taken Him by surprise. Trust that He knows the beginning from the end. Trust that the Lord of heaven's armies, that great spiritual force that neither you nor I can see, is here among us. 
and surrender the situation to his will. Now, very often when I and I dare say Alistair and others are, are preparing these talks, we, we sit down and we look at commentaries and we try to you know, pretend we're knowledgeable about these things, and uh, even when we're not, and um, we do our best uh, w w with all of that. Um, I didn't do that this time. I spent time this week practicing what I preach and being still, being still uh, and trying to listen uh, to the Lord for what he might be saying to us and what he might be saying to his people gathered here today. And these are the three things that kept coming to mind. If you have experienced quite a large change in your life in recent times, and it has left you feeling confused, or you just feel that you're caught in some sort of a whirlwind, that was the image that kept coming to mind, a whirlwind, then God is reminding you today that He is your refuge and He is your strength and He is always ready to help in times of trouble. The great 18th century Lutheran hymn writer Katharina von Schlegel wrote a hymn based on this psalm. And the words of that hymn put God's promise to us in Psalm 46 and what that promise means for us still today far better than I ever could. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide. In every change he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, your best, your heavenly friend, through thorny ways, leads to a joyful end. So be still. And when we're still, surrender to God. And when we do that, what we're doing is declaring to him that our efforts will never be as powerful, never be as good, will never give us the peace that our souls desire, a peace that only comes from us being still in his presence and knowing that he is God with us, fully in charge of us, and all that goes on around us. I wonder if this morning you might be thinking that you've maybe tried too hard to fix something in your own strength and maybe just gone ahead of the Lord and haven't taken that time to be still with something and to dwell in his shelter and just to hand it over uh, to him before taking action and maybe it's a bit of a mess. That's totally okay. That is totally okay because God's love and God's mercy 
And God's readiness to always help in times of trouble is far, far more important and far, far more powerful than any mess we will ever make in this life. And God is ready and able to cover over that mess with his goodness and his grace and his love because God is your refuge and your strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Perhaps you have someone who, you're someone who has been still and has been, has committed a situation to the Lord, but as the Lord has spoken to you about it, you haven't followed his call to act. Remember what he says to you. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation I will be honored throughout the world. So honor his goodness to you. Honor the fact that he looks out for you. Honor the fact that he goes through every trial and every tribulation and every challenge and every moment of chaos with you. Glorify him, not just by acknowledging with your head or even your heart that all things are indeed under the sovereign control of the Lord, but by obeying Him, obeying Him with your hands, obeying Him with your feet, obeying Him with your words. And finally, if you're here today and you feel that this last season of your life has been a season that has been perhaps so full of activity that you're not just feeling physically weary and need a good rest, but maybe you're feeling a little bit spiritually weary, a little bit spiritually empty as well. And deep down, maybe you you just know you haven't spent enough time in stillness and in quiet with the Lord, listening to his words, being recharged by his presence in your life. I want to read to you the story of Mary and Martha. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Every time I read that, every time I've looked at it this week and uh, read it this morning, I just keep coming back to the fact that Jesus doesn't rebuke Martha, doesn't tell her off, doesn't try and make her feel guilty. He simply says, my dear Martha, my dear Martha. 
And just as he gently calls Martha back to the one thing worth being concerned about in life, so he does with us too. And that is back into relationship with him. When by the power of his spirit, we get to know deep inside our very souls that he is indeed in control of everything and we need not worry. So if you feel a little bit like Martha today and you have just feel that the last season has been one of distraction and busyness, then just know that the Lord calls you back into that fullness of relationship with him. He calls you back with that gentle, my dear, followed by your name and with those open, outstretched arms. May we take the time today, I pray, and in these summer days ahead, to intentionally find quality time to be still with the Lord, to experience that peace that only he can give in a world that is so troubled, and to know from that peace what it means to experience real joy and real purpose and real confidence and real power and real hope that only he can give and that nothing can shake or take away from you. And may yours be the deep song of peace and trust this summer and all the days of your life that says, be still, my soul. Your God will undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake because while all is now mysterious, it shall be bright at last. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. The staff.